Hello everyone. Welcome back to a new episode. We're near the end of December. Are you ready for a new year? I sure am. I can't wait to share with you what we've been doing this year for Christmas. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Crazy Messy Blessings podcast with your host, Trisha, where I share with you some of the craziness and messiness that goes on in my life, but reminding you that it's always, always blessed. So stay tuned and I'll help brighten your perspective today. Hello, greetings to all of you. I hope that you've all had a great week. I know I have, and I know many of you are in crazy mode right now, gearing up for Christmas. Just remember to take it as easy as you can. It's hard, I know. But before I dive into what's going to be an intense topic, I want to just pray that the Lord will speak through me and impart his wisdom to you. Throughout everything that I'm going to share with you, just remember I'm not here to judge or condemn. I just want to share information that hopefully will help at least one of you. Okay? So let's begin. Christmas. It has become such a crazy time, hasn't it? I mean... I remember last year, presents, decorations, Christmas trees, figuring out which tree to get, like if it's too big, or I I remember hunting down as we were driving through the place, looking all over to make sure that we can find the right tree to get. Cooking, meal planning, Organizing family functions, I mean, through COVID, it hasn't been as exhausting, but I mean, it's still there, right? Navigating that, the list goes on. There's so many things that you need to do. But after everything, we feel exhausted. And I remember talking to a friend of mine and I said, you know what, this year I felt so calm. Like, I felt really calm. And I mean, even though the last couple of years that I felt like I wanted to take it a bit easier with out so much gifts and just all the chaos that goes in I mean you can imagine with six kids at the time we had five but still it's five six what's the difference four five six you know what I mean it's it's still a lot and it was always crazy and last year I did a podcast about calm and the chaos trying to have less things and focus on spending more quality time and Yes, yes, yes. And literally, blah, blah, blah. I did do those things. But it's still quite hectic. Like, I mean, for myself, especially because of the kids and all that, there's a lot that goes into it. But this year, it's completely different. I mean, bomb shall drop. We are doing nothing. There is no tree. No decorations, no lights, no presents, nothing, absolutely nothing. For here, it looks like it's just a regular day. Literally, it looks like a regular day. And at the beginning, it 
felt so sad because Christmas has always been one of the most favorite holidays of mine. I, as soon as my birthday was over, mid-November, I would start decorating for Christmas or start listening to Christmas carols and singing and thinking about what I'm going to cook for Christmas and what I wanted to get everybody. And like, you know, it's just so exciting. But what happened after summer here, we just found out that, I mean, maybe it wasn't such a shock for some of you, but we just realized that Jesus Christ wasn't actually born on December 25th. And I mean, I had an idea in my mind that it wasn't, not to say that I didn't know, but I was like, you know, maybe, who knows really, who knows really, it doesn't say in the Bible when he was born, so maybe he was born on December 25th or somewhere around there, not specifically that day. But as we researched and we learned more, we found out that it's, you know, maybe September, late, late uh, summer. Who really knows? But the point is, not necessarily the date, but what happened at that date? Like Christmas was celebrated way before Christ even was born. And this is what I want to talk about. There are many, many pagan gods that were born or celebrated on December 25th. The major thing for me, because, uh, you know, Paul the most famous apostle, uh, he traveled through Rome and he preached to the Romans and the Romans had a feast called Saturnalia, which worshipped the god of Saturn and celebrated the winter solstice, which we which just passed uh, a couple days ago, December 21st. The first day of winter, it's supposed to be the longest day in the northern hemisphere and it's or the Southern Hemisphere. It marks the first day of winter for us. And in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the first day of summer for them. And basically, they celebrate this God. And that's why. You can go through, there's so many other gods in different religions that are born or that take their birth on December 25th. Before Christ's birth was documented. But the thing is that when you search, when was Christ born? There's a verse in the Bible. I should have looked it up before, but that's why it's good. You go, don't take what I'm saying. Go look in your Bible and see. There's a verse that talks about the shepherds tending their flocks. And if there's anybody that knows anything about farming, okay, if you read into what it means to tend to your flocks or to go traveling, no shepherd is going to be traveling in the winter with their flock. That makes no sense. Like, it's not. Okay? They wouldn't be doing that if it was winter time. So, go look it up. And see, it's it's common knowledge that Christ wasn't born 
on December. So this brings me to my next question, which is why, why do we celebrate his birth then? Like, I mean, okay, this is how, and I listened to a message. Okay, I'm not going to take the, the credit for this thought, but it really resonated with the kids and I when we watched this message from Doug Batchelor. He does a lot of amazing things, um, amazing facts. Go check it out. But he talked about, you know, okay, for example, you have your child's birthday. So you say, okay, Angela, I'm going to, we're going to celebrate your birthday with Tommy. Tommy's birthday is two months from now. Okay, but we're going to have a birthday party with him. So Angela is friends with Tommy. She's excited. She's like, sure, this is great. So we have Angela and Tommy's birthday, but Angela's birthday comes. You say nothing to her. Can you imagine if it's your child's birthday and you say absolutely nothing on that day? You say nothing. You just go on like normal, whatever, who cares? And then it's Tommy's birthday and you're like, happy birthday, Angela. Happy birthday, Tommy. That's ridiculous, isn't it? So I was listening to a podcast the other day and the guy, like, I really respect him in any and everything because I've learned a lot. But he said, you know, Christmas is a time that we really, you know, celebrate Christ. And yes, we know that it wasn't his birthday, but that's just what we do. And, you know, anyway, and he just like brushed it aside. And I was like, why? There's so many, so much meat that I get out of his podcast. And I love all of the things that he's taught us. But it's just like, if we know that it's not your birthday, nowhere would anybody be okay with doing this. Where we, we, we say, oh, happy birthday two months from now. And it's your actual birthday. I have family that messages me and say, oh. It's this person's birthday. Don't forget to wish them happy birthday. What if I were to just say, oh, you know what? I'm going to wait till it's your birthday and I'm going to message them on your birthday and I'm going to say happy birthday to them then. That's essentially what we're doing, which is really ridiculous. I mean, if it happened once, it's not that big of a deal, but it's been like that every single year. But the other thing is, did he tell us to celebrate his birthday? No, he didn't. What he did tell us was to do one thing in remembrance of him. And that was the Holy Communion. He washed the disciples' feet. And he took the bread. He took the cup of wine. And he said this, do in remembrance of me. He also said... Have no, well, Paul said actually, have nothing to do with pagan traditions or traditions of men. But what do we find ourselves doing? Celebrating his birth, which is not actually his birth, because of tradition. What about that evergreen tree? Do we want to know about that? Shem. You know, Noah had three sons. Well, Shem, he killed 
a man. You go read your Bible. It's in Genesis. And he killed one of the Egyptians by the name of Nimrod. They held him up to be a god. He, they, he killed him. And when he died, his wife proclaimed that he came back to life as a tree. An evergreen tree. So people would come and they would offer gifts to this tree as an offering to the return God. They gave gifts to each other to celebrate his return and they were so happy. I mean, it's mind-boggling when I listen to these things and I learn about all of the things that I have held so dear to my heart. It just, it rips a part of me that I don't even know how to ex explain but then this woman, I was listening to her, and she said, Now every time we place our gifts under a tree, which, by the way, is the shape of a pyramid, which I'm not even going to get to that right now. But anyway, we bend down to pick up our gifts, which is essentially bowing down to another god. If they held their god, Nimrod, a.k.a. Baal, which they used to sacrifice children to, as an evergreen tree. We bring that tree into our house. We decorate it. We make festivities to it. We clap and we sing and we dance and we're so happy about it. And then we bend down as worship and take our gifts from it. It might seem ridiculous to some, but this is where I am right now. Okay? Think on that. So basically, if Christ wasn't born on December 25th, people know and acknowledge that it's not his birthday. Why on earth do we feel like it's okay to say Christ is the reason for the season? When he's not in the season. We have, well, how many seasons do we have? We have spring, summer, spring, winter, and fall. There's a song, right? So, if we have four seasons, which one is he in? This is winter season, winter solstice. Is he? No, he's not in the winter solstice. He wasn't born then. He wasn't born then. Theologians will test to this. It, most Christians know that he wasn't. And so when I feel like I'm so stupid that I just recognized that he wasn't born around this time, I thought, oh, maybe he was born like, you know, late December. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't exactly December 25th, but it doesn't matter. When I find that he wasn't even born anywhere near December and that people actually know this, but they still say that that's his birth. And it's because the Romans wanted to make all of the Christians, they wanted to lump the Christians in together with the pagan gods. I don't, I won't want to say it's, it's Constantine because I haven't, like I know Constantine did a lot of things when he came to power as his mother turned to a Christian. So he abolished a whole lot of things and he made the Roman, the Roman, um, 
country a Christian nation. He made it a whole Christian nation and he got rid of the, the, um, you know, they used to have the Christians in there and they would fight them to the death and it was just like a show, right? So he abolished all of that and that's how he brought on the time to worship on Sunday so that they can have a lot of pagans come in at the same time and everybody could worship together for his mother, which very honorable for him, not so much because he actually believed or cared, but because, you know, homage to his mother, which I mean, I'm a mom. I like that idea, but the fact is it wasn't sincere. It wasn't true. So we know that this had nothing to do with Christ. And if we're supposed to be set apart, we're supposed to be Christian, we're supposed to be following what the Lord wants us to do. We need to read our Bible for ourselves. We need to go into history. It says in the Bible that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So are we just supposed to take what everybody tells us and just do what they say? No, we need to research and discover and find out the truth for ourselves so that we can sharpen each other. I mean, this really is not an easy pill for many of you to swallow. It wasn't an easy pill for me to swallow. Like I mean, I, I, like I said, Christmas was my most excited time of the year. And I'll tell you something. It's not easy. This is my first year doing this. And everything seemed like it was smooth sailing until, <laughs> until certain events transpired tonight. Got into a mini argument. Okay, medium, medium argument with hubby. He doesn't even care about Christmas. But because certain family members of his do care he feels like this is something now. And then he brought up, well, last year, you know, you did this and you did that. And I said, well, you know what? I have changed. Okay. If I know now the right thing to do and I fail to do it, that is a sin to me. And really and truly, Christ said he didn't come. He, he said he came to bring division. It's mind-boggling, but he said he came to bring division. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything, right? That's what they say. I'm so thankful that my eyes are open and I can help my children right now think and process things better than I did when I was there. Because really and truly, I was not able to do that. So now we get into the point of how did I break the news to them? Can you imagine telling six kids, oldest, 11, I mean, the one-year-old, eh, not so much. But can you imagine telling them, no Christmas, guys? What did I do? Nothing. We basically watched videos together. Then we got into our Bibles. We read together. And the conviction hit us all. I, you know what? I didn't even have to say the exact words to them, but one of them just said, you know what? I guess we can't celebrate Christmas anymore. 
I have no words like I was so proud of them for accepting and agreeing so easily because I didn't even know how I could. I already knew what I decided, but I was like, how am I going to say to them? Like Christmas has always been such an amazing part of our life. You know, how can I share with them that it's just not something that we can do anymore? So then I sat them down like, well, not sat them down, but like I called them here and there, put sidebar, sidebar with you, child. Um, you know, how are you feeling that now we're not celebrating Christmas? Like what, what, what is it that you really liked about Christmas? And it came down to obviously the gifts and the stockings. With the gifts part, it wasn't such a big deal because, because it was in summer I kind of gave, like, got them, like, a big gift. And I said, you know, this is your big gift that I would have gotten you if we celebrated Christmas. But since we don't celebrate Christmas, here you go. And they kind of got their big gift. And I mean, from last year, if you listen to Common Chaos, I said, it's better to just get, like, one big gift or whatever than a whole bunch of little things. So that's what I did. They got their one gift and they were happy about it. But it was like the stockings just for them. The stockings are so exciting. Waking up in the morning, running over to the fireplace and grabbing the stockings down and dumping them out and seeing, oh my gosh, oh, I got this candy and I got this notepad and I got this game and this, 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 you know, it's so exciting to them. So like, I mean, come on, a bag filled of candy. It's too exciting for a child. But for us, luckily, we have my son's birthday at the end of the year on the 31st. And literally, I've always felt like oh, he's been dealt. I shouldn't say that, but I've always felt like it's been really hard to make it special for him because I had to compete with Christmas, like the Christmas overload. And now... It's going to be our celebration. I don't have to compete with anything or feel exhausted or overspent from the supposed holiday cheer. His day will be so special and they will have lots of treats. They're going to have cake and I'm planning to do like a scavenger hunt kind of thing where they can each find a gift. But I mean, if you don't have a birthday coming up, that's fine because you can make any day special like it's just not the 25th like the day that celebrating those pagan gods but I mean we don't celebrate Halloween we don't do anything special on that day it's just a regular random day of the week like a Tuesday literally what happens on a Tuesday it's such a random day right so actually <laughs> what we do what they do on on like for Halloween quotation marks is um they well I get some candy for them and we have like a a mini celebration a couple days later. They've been doing it for years actually and they call it God's Day. It's really it's really cute. <laughs> um I actually didn't tell them about it. Like I said, they've been watching this guy's videos and I will link it in the description below so you guys can check it out. 
you can check out his Christmas video and he has like a whole section of videos about Halloween, Easter, uh, Christmas and oh Valentine's Day. So you can watch those. He's really good in depth. And what I like about him, he always says, go check scripture. I'm not here to say anything extra to you, you know. So then I pray, I ask God what he wants me to learn. Some things I'm quick with learning, like this, I'm surprised that I'm so quick with learning it. Because other things take me such a while. But all in all, the point here is not to say that you're terrible if you celebrate Christmas. Like, for goodness sake, like, I was just doing this last year. We had the matching Christmas sweaters and all that stuff. And I was ready to do another post this year about like, oh, Christmas, da, da, da. And I'm struggling with so many other things. But it's not a matter of climbing on the totem pole of who is highest to Christ or whatever. It's he brings knowledge to each and every one of us, the knowledge we need at the time we need it. And for me, this is what I need right now. And it's our job to share it. The point is to sharpen each other, right? To lift each other up. If I see a hole that someone's about to walk in and I say nothing, I'm wicked, selfish. You know, it's easy to stay quiet these days. But that's not what we're supposed to do. That's not the way Jesus would have us do it. We're supposed to speak the truth in love. That's what he said. And that's what I'm trying my best to do. Sidebar in regards to Santa. Super new to me. I mean, we always found it super ridiculous, Santa. But honestly, there are some things that just, they didn't really, didn't go, they didn't sit well with me. What is this Christmas magic that they're talking about? Like, hmm? Why is Santa like some sort of God? He rewards those with good behavior, but he punishes those who behave badly. Like, then there's the business of the white beard. He looks eerily similar to how John describes the Messiah in Revelation. Like, in chapter 1, I think it's verse 19, no, 14. You're going to have to check, but it's Revelation chapter 1 check uh, John describes the son of man to have a long robe a golden sash um, what else a w hair as white as wool or snow and a thundering voice like ocean waves something like that like thundering voice very deep okay now, whenever I think of Santa, he always obviously has his white beard. He's got his long robe on, a black belt, you know, that gold buckle, and his boots. And his voice is like, ho, 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 like, Merry Christmas, like, very deep, you know? The similarity between Santa and God, like, come on. And then someone said... You know, when you scramble the letters of his name, they might spell an imposter or the opposer. 
I'll leave you to discover that. But anyway, like I said, I'm not here to condemn or accuse anyone. I just wanted to share my thoughts, which is what this podcast is about. Okay? I just, you know, like I said to you today, I already had to deal with some issues with family that I know I'm still going to have to deal with because it's just the first year. But some people might call me unstable because I tend to change my mind literally from one extreme to another this year. Like literally I was called unstable because I decided to move from the beginning of the year around March we were planning to move and I was like no definitely not then end of August I was like definitely yes so that's unstable last year I was like definitely Christmas this year I'm like definitely not but the thing with me is when I change my mind and I decide on something it's changed and my behavior starts moving in that direction so That's just how it is for me this year, guys. That's how it's been for the kids. And they are excited and happy. And like I said, we have Exodus's birthday coming up. We're super happy about it. December 31st, like we just got some gifts that someone sent for, like a family member sent for Christmas. We will, I told them, put them to the side. And when it's his birthday, we can partake in those gifts at that time and think of it as gifts that we're enjoying from that person with love but we're not wishing anyone happy merry christmas we are not sending out any christmas cards we are not giving any christmas gifts because the season is wicked and we is a serious time we're not into Anything that could potentially be wicked. So like I'm in the the store or wherever and, you know, the odd person here or there will say to me, Merry Christmas. And, you know, it's so hard for me because, like I said, I love Christmas. Christmas is like my best time. And I'd be like, oh, have a Merry Christmas to you. But now that I know what it means and I just cringe inside because it's just, I know that it's not Merry. God didn't want anything to do when he went in, when he sent the Israelites into a city. He's told them to obliterate all of the paganness, everything, even the children, cattle, goat, everything. Because he wanted nothing to do with it. Because his spirit in the people. He wanted them to be pure. And it's difficult. Because I know people mean well. I mean, when they smile and they say Merry Christmas to me, I, I smile back. And I say, have a nice day. Like, I mean, sometimes I try to run out of the store before. If, they, if I have change or whatever, I'm just like... Okay, bye. And I just run out so that they don't. Because right now it's like an easy time for them to say like, Merry Christmas and whatever. So I just like pay and then I run out of the store. (laughs) 
Um, because people are sensitive about it right now. And I know people's intentions are very noble. And most of the time, kind. Very kind. But what's that saying? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Hmm. Something, something to think about. No? Anyways, guys, I know it's been heavy. But just process it. Go read up. I guess I apologize. Sorry, not sorry for sharing this with you just before the season. But at least your eyes can slightly be opened. So when you are partaking in your festivities this year, you can go read your Bible. See what it really says. Pray. Ask the Lord what he's speaking to you and know if this is something that you need to celebrate. I'm just here to chat my thoughts with you and share my crazy, <laughs> messy, blessed life with you. Anyway, I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe. Much love. Ciao. So guys, I had so much fun sharing with you this week. Did you get some juice out of that? Did you Did you get something out of that? I really, really hope I brightened up your perspective to help you see that even though life is crazy, life is messy, if you look at it from the right angle, you'll just see that glimmer of sunshine that shows you how blessed you really are. Now, if you need to see more of us before next week, you can check in on our Instagram at Crazy Messy Blessings or on YouTube, Crazy Messy Blessings where I share some more of our silliness and craziness that goes on and some motivation as well. I will see you next time. Ciao for now.